0: welcome back after lunch taking some moments sitting with the intention to be awake I want to invite that in a wakefulness you can even do this practice standing if that's preferable to support your wakefulness just taking a pause and just sensing into this fathom-long body and just acknowledging what's present physically, mentally, emotionally. Like a meteorologist that's reporting the inside weather. How it's feeling in the body. Thoughts, perhaps, that have been here, any emotions that you're feeling, and just for a few moments, to allow and to let be. Nothing has to be figured out, fixed. Have an internal weather report in acknowledging what's present in the body and the mind. So we're going to um, now make a segue into another grouping of solid parts. These are the last group of solids of five parts. And tomorrow we move into the liquids. And this last grouping, and maybe it's very appropriate to have it after lunch, large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, and brain. And so we'll uh, work with this very traditional and ancient format of introducing the practice. Again, it's called the seven-fold skill in learning. And it's to know the parts verbally and mentally, and the color, the shape, the direction, the location, a delimitation or boundary. And we found it's very helpful to also offer the definition and the function of each of these parts. And again, to be aware of whatever gets evoked physically or mentally or emotionally. And to acknowledge what's present for our history is here inside our body. Our body is our storehouse of all of our learnings and thoughts and experiences. Poet's oh, it's words, Martha Elliott, our history is here inside our body. Our body is our storehouse. So let us recite these five parts. First verbally, that sets up the conditions for us to know it mentally and then Going into each part: large intestine, small intestine, stomach, feces, brain. 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 Intestine, intestine, stomach, feces, brain. And now five times. So beginning with the large intestine, its color is white, its shape is like an upside down U, U-shaped organ, kind of like a thick snake. It's found both above and below the waist, it's located in the abdomen. The delimitation it's bordered by the small intestine, the abdomen, and the back. The large intestine is a five-foot long canal that connects from the end of the small intestine to the anus. It is the last part of the digestive system. There are three parts in the large intestine, the transverse, the ascending, and the descending, descending colon large intestine can take up to 32 hours to finish up the remaining processes of the digestive system. The large intestine absorbs vitamins that are created by the bacteria inhabiting the colon. It also absorbs water and compacts feces and stores fecal matter in the rectum until it is eliminated through the anus. Large intestine. Those of you after the age of 50, unless it was medically needed beforehand, you've probably had a colonoscopy. And of course, on the back altar, you can see some pictures of my colonoscopy. Actually, the large intestines that lives inside this body is really not mine. Large intestines. So just staying with this and just being aware of what Gets evoked. Entering and concentrating. You're welcome to place your hand in the abdomen area. You might even feel part of it. Five foot long canal and just sensing and feeling and acknowledging what's present. Large intestine. Now shifting from the large intestine to the small intestine. And just uh, I'll define that the large intestine is pertained to being large because of its diameter, which is much larger than the small intestine, but the length is quite different. large intestine, as mentioned, is f- five feet long, and the small intestine Is 33 feet long. So just to get a sense, I never did that before. That was fun, and it actually, it's kind of powerful to see how far that I walked—33 feet from about the gong, all wrapped inside the abdomen. The color is white, shaped like a very long snake, large anaconda found both above and below the waist, located in the abdomen, bordering the large intestine, the abdomen, the back. This 33-foot-long canal is connected from the duodenum to the large intestine. Perhaps why it's that long is that it aids in the breakdown and digestion of solid and liquid foods, allowing the nutrients to pass into the bloodstream. So it's a small intestine with the metabolization of the foods. The nutrients pass into the bloodstream to feed the body for more head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, and skin, and so forth. The small intestine really getting into the guts. All intestine, of course, is connected to the mesentery. All intestine. Gently shifting from the small intestine and coming into the stomach. And the stomach is, uh, it's actually, the color is actually transparent or clear, so clear. So today we had salad, we had chickpeas and the noodles, and so if we looked at the stomach right now, there'd be some white and some greens and some different reds and different types of things. So whatever we ate for lunch, that's what our stomach looks like. It's a J-shaped pouch found above the waist, located in the upper left of the abdomen between the esophagus and the small intestine. It borders other digestive and elimination organs in the back. The stomach is a muscular organ that is like a, a muscular organ where the food is deposited via the esophagus. It's a stack like pouch. In humans, we can hold as much as a quart or a quart and a half of food. So it can hold quite a bit. Function is that once the food comes into the stomach, there's gastric juices, hydrochloric acid, that breaks it down in three to four hours. So that's happening now. And it is turned into what's a cream-like liquid called chyme. This is later moved into the small intestine. Because of the, hydraulic, uh, the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, the stomach actually produces a new layer of, of mucus lining the stomach every two weeks. Otherwise, actually, the stomach could literally digest itself. So a wonderful um, quality of mucus as a sense of protection of the lining of the stomach This being with stomach, act like pouch. Physical, allowing and acknowledging if it evokes any thoughts or emotions. Now inviting in another transition from the stomach to feces. Color normally is brown, except when ill, it can vary from yellow, green, or black. It can be hard, soft, tarry, liquid. Its brown coloration comes from a combination of bile and bilirubin that comes from dead red blood cells. Shape, it's like a, tubes of mud. Direction found below the waist. The location, solid matter exc- excreted through the rectum and anus. Its boundary, delimitation, is the large colon and the anus. The definition, the word feces, actually comes from Latin, meaning dregs. Feces are solid particle combinations of food residue, bacteria, and mucus. Human fecal matter varies significantly in appearance depending on diet and health. Normally it is semi-solid with a mucus coating. Average weight of a healthy adult feces is 6.5 ounces. 65% of it is water, 35% dry matter. It's also um, very interesting that feces contains 50 percent of the energy of the original food. This means that of all the food eaten, a significant amount goes back to feed our ecosystem. And many organisms feed on feces, from bacteria to fungi to insects such as dung beetles, that can sense the odors from long distances. Just perhaps we can smell in the distance a pizzeria. Mmm, pizza. The dung beetle. Ah, dung. There are many colloquial terms for feces, such as shit, crap, poop, turd, number two, duty. I mean, there's a whole list. Even my sons are... 27 and 22, when they come together, we're all talking about poopy butts and everything. (laughs) They're friends. (laughs) Terms such as dung, scat, spore, droppings are normally used to refer to animal feces. Stool is the common term normally used in reference to human feces, and there's actually a study called scatology that helps scientists, anthropologists, and physicians. And by studying feces, you can tell where a person lived, where they visited, what type of diet they had. You can also detect ulcers, cancers, parasites, as well as bacterial infections. The stool can be used to diagnose bowel dysfunction and also potentially provide vital information from a crime scene from the DNA within the cells of the feces. Function is solid matter is excreted through the anus, feces. Staying present, you probably never imagined you'd be doing this type of a practice. But it's a part of the body. shared with you about my friend Susan, the physician, when she was five years old, catching her own feces to try to prove her worth with her brother. Shift again to uh, the brain. (coughs) Going to jump again. As I mentioned earlier, the brain is sometimes being recognized as the, or that the abdominal region is like the the second brain. But the brain uh, consists of white. The color consists of white and gray matter shape is like a small, very soft melon. Direction found above the waist, location in the cranium, bordering the skull, the delimitation bordering the skull. The definition, the brain is the center of the central nervous system. The brain is more complex than the most powerful computer, has over 100 billion nerve cells. The brain weighs around 3 pounds with the consistency of soft tofu. Most neurons in the brain are firing 5 to 50 times a second. The brain is 2% of a person's body weight, yet it uses 20 to 25% of the body's metabolic supplies. Even in deep sleep or a coma, the the brain is busy. It's like a refrigerator, it's always on. Functions, the brain is composed of neurons consisting of gray and white matter. The command center sending impulses up to 170 miles per hour down the spinal column and throughout the nerve endings that go throughout the body. Studies have shown that the ways we intentionally shape our internal focus of attention such as in mindfulness practice, induces a state of brain activation during the practice with repetition. An intentionally created state can become an enduring trait of an individual as reflected in long-term changes in brain function and structure. This is the fundamental property of neuroplasticity, how the brain changes in response to experience. Gently withdrawing from the brain and coming towards the end of this offering of these parts of large intestine, the small intestine, the stomach, the feces and brain. And of course, each of these are interconnected with all of the other parts within this fathom-long body. Knowing that, at times, as you work with these parts, it may lead you to other parts that are not on the list, and that is totally fine. It's making this practice alive, reflective of your own direct experience. Our history is here inside our body. Our body is our storehouse of all of our learnings and thoughts and experiences. And from the poetics and the wisdom of the Buddha, that within this fathom long body with its thoughts and emotions lies our world. Its origin, its cessation, the pathway to freedom, to awakening, to nirvana is found within this fathom long body. Of course, this body is the only body that we will. Habitate in this life, the vehicle in which we live within. Halfway to grow with more wisdom and compassion. Just honoring this body, this vehicle. Beginning to see more clearly, perhaps breaking some of the spells of enchantment. To see the body as it really is. experience the body as it is the all embodied beings grow with great wisdom and compassion All beings dwell with peace, all human beings and all the creatures great and small, and even all these creatures, they got their own lists. Thinking about the turkey, they have to include the beak, the claws, the feathers, the insects with the antennas, each of the beings with their own lists of parts. Actually, I'll end by telling you a little story. In the canonical literature, somewhere, my teacher had shared this with me. That back in the Buddhist time, there was a group of monastics. Um, every day, they would uh, chant the thirty-two parts of the bodies and the body. And and uh, evidently, there was uh, trees nearby, and a lot of birds were there, and and the story goes that they started chanting uh, with the monastics. It said that the birds got enlightened, so who knows? Anything's possible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, taking a, a ten minute mindful pause to get ready for some Qigong and see you back here. Thank you.